all-electric Kia EV9, Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Yes, congratulations. Mitch Marsh has won the Allen Border Medal. Uh, we'll play Mitch Marsh's acceptance speech in just a little while, so stay with us. Looking forward to hearing that. In the meantime, let's look at the uh, big Super Bowl 58, the NFL Climax. It'll be broadcast here on the SEN Network. Jared Waitley and Ben Graham will be our broadcast team. Former Geelong captain, of course, NFL punter, a man that made his name with both codes and has played in a Super Bowl, the first Aussie and only Aussie to do so. Uh, ben Graham, thanks for joining us on the program. Oh, g'day, Peter. Thanks for having me on, mate. What a fantastic time of the year it is when the <laughs> NFL playoff, well, they've almost come and gone, but we've got one big game left to talk about and look forward to in Vegas in a couple of weeks. And, of course, you'll be going, calling it with Jared Waitley. Uh, a lot of us haven't experienced the event, uh, Ben. You've been there as a broadcaster. You've been there as a player, as we know, the first Australian to play in a Super Bowl how do you rate this event compared to other major football events? Well, Peter, the way I explain it, and it's with no disrespect to the AFL or the NRL or the A-League, but a regular season NFL game is like a final and an NFL playoff game is like a grand final. So the Super Bowl is on another level. You know there are hundreds of millions of people watching it around the world and even if it's not for the game, if it's for the halftime entertainment or the commercials, but it's getting bigger and bigger in Australia and we are a huge part of the international audience. NFL International do a great job and I'll always be the first Australian to play in a Super Bowl. We're yet to see an Australian to win a Super Bowl ring. Maybe it is Wish, uh, Mitch Wishnowski from Western Australia that might be that guy for the 49ers, but there's no doubt it's on a complete other level and, and as a player you sort of become immune to it in the lead up you because they try and keep things as normal as possible but you do understand everything that goes on around you leading into the the game but this is the first time the Super Bowl will be held in Las Vegas so I'm sure the distractions will come thick and fast for all those that are going for all those that will be in Vegas for the week and maybe not even attending the game but if you can't make it, it'll be a great spectacle. And if you can't even watch it on TV, Peter, well, then tune in to SEN because we'll bring it to you live. Play-by-play, play, Jared and I, looking forward to it. For This will be the third straight year that I've been as a as part of the media contingent. Yeah, good on you, mate. Well, you're the envy of a lot of people. Now, you sort of finished your playing days in the NFL about a decade or so ago. How much has it grown in the people's psyche here in Australia in the last decade, once you, of course, you hung up your boots and returned home? Well, Peter, exponentially every year, even when I started playing uh, at the New York Jets, you've just felt like there are a lot more eyeball, eyeballs and interest in the game. And as it grew throughout my career and then social media kicked in and other Australians and then, of course, those that went to college and punted or played other positions uh, in college, and then, of course, fantasy football has been a huge part of people's lives. I think Australia is in the top five countries in terms of NFL fantasy. So it's come from all angles. Uh, NFL Australia are doing a great job at grassroots level through flag football. But it's only going to continue 
to grow. But what I will say, Peter, is that I understand even for some sports fans, the NFL isn't a game that they can relate to or adjust to. But it doesn't take much. It's a player. It's a team. It's getting involved in a fantasy league or whether it be an Australian that they might follow. Once you understand the rules like chess, it's a very, very fun game. And it's, you know, from a business sense, it's the biggest business sport that there is uh, in the world, uh, I believe anyway. But it's... um, Look, it continues to grow, continue to to will grow to the point where, you know, I'm in the studio every Monday morning covering all the games and we are, as Australian broadcasters, have our own booth in in the Super Bowl stadium. I mean, that's just a sign of, of what the people want and how quickly the Australian audiences have warmed to it. Amazing. Yeah, it'll be a brilliant broadcast. And the fact that you've been there, done that, in a, a foreign frontier when you went over there after playing over 200 games for Geelong is testimony to your passion and uh, how you'll deliver it on air with Jared uh, on February the 11th, our time here in Australia. So let's have a look at the two combatants. I know you left the NFL. Your last port of call was Detroit. Uh, you spent, I think, a season at the Detroit Lions. And at one stage, it looked like they were going to appear in the Super Bowl I think the last time they won one, correct me if I'm wrong, Ben, was back in 1957 or something. Well, no. no. So that was before the Super Bowl era. The, uh, so of the current Super Bowl, so we're up to Super Bowl 58. They're one of four teams that have never appeared in a Super Bowl. So it's the Lions, the Browns, the Texans, and the Jaguars of the current franchises. So, What the Detroit Lions achieved this year, though, they won the division for the first time in 30 years and got back to the NFC Championship game for the first time in 32 years, but they had never won a road playoff game. And, Peter, at halftime, when they had that 17-point lead, I had as big an emotional investment in a team that I've had as a past player because I understand what the city of Detroit's been through, the heartache, of losing seasons, an 0-16 season in there. And the fact that they packed out Ford Field for this game, not a spare seat, you just knew what it meant to them. And when it all went pear-shaped in the second half and the 49ers got back in it and took the lead and Dan Campbell took his chances, went for it on a couple of fourth downs, you could just feel the devastation through the TV screens. Uh, I still know people at the organisation that I spoke to yesterday that they're gutted, they're, they, that they believe they'll come back hungrier than ever. It'll take a while for this to sink in. But they were so close, scoring 24 points in the first half and then only that solitary touchdown late in the second half to potentially try and tie it up after an onside kick. But well, that's probably taking it away from the 49ers and Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey have had such a great season. It just took them a little while to get going. Detroit maybe gave them a couple of chances, which helped change the momentum of the game. But, look, very proud of what the Lions have been able to achieve this year. They've got such a great young roster. They'll be fine. But the 49ers, they're in a little bit of a sweet spot. Obviously, this is a revenge game from Super Bowl 54. Mm. They lost to the Chiefs. This is the, the fourth NFC Championship game in five years. They've got to their second Super Bowl in that span. So... I know there are a lot of 49ers fans in Australia based on their success in the late 80s, early 90s. So 
It's uh, look, it's as hard as it is, and as much heartache as the Detroit fans have endured, they're very proud of their team. Patrick Mahomes was uh, named the MVP of that Super Bowl uh, when the Chiefs defeated the 49ers 31-20 that you mentioned. And no doubt he's a, a super key player again this time around. Oh, he's the best quarterback in football. Uh, I know a lot of other t- a lot of NFL fans wanted to see the Baltimore Ravens or the Buffalo Bills or someone else other than the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, but they're in there because Patrick Mahomes is that good. Now, he didn't have a great regular season, but they did win the division. They've had to go on the road for the first time in their six years. They went to their sixth straight AFC Championship game. This is their fourth Super Bowl in those six years, and it's all thanks to Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. He's been amazing too. They broke a record on the weekend. 16 touchdowns between a quarterback and a receiver is the most in NFL history. Travis Kelsey broke Jerry Rice's number of receptions in the playoffs. They they did they did it not all offensively though. Patrick Mahomes right now is playing with the best defense that the Chiefs have had over his six years in the league. They were extraordinary against the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, it's been a wasted year for the Ravens, but they were able to stop the run. They were able to force Lamar Jackson into that bad throw in the red zone, which really was a costly, costly mistake. There were some untimely penalties on the Ravens. But this is you've got to give the Chiefs credit. They've done enough. Patrick Mahomes, though, he's the quarterback. I want the ball in his hands in a Super Bowl, particularly in the last quarter, particularly if they've got to come from behind. So this is it's a, it's a revenge match for the 49ers, but it's an opportunity for Patrick Mahomes to add to an already unbelievable resume and legacy. He's only 28 years of age, and his resume right now supersedes Tom Brady's at the same age. Now, we know that Tom Brady went on to play another 17 years in the league, but he is in a... Well, he's in another stratosphere, really, at this, at this particular age. But he's... Uh, Look, they're going to have their work cut out against his 49ers defence, but my goodness, he's a fantastic player. Well, as you mentioned earlier, Perth boy Mitch Wisnowski is playing for the 49ers. We'll be cheering for him here on the west coast of Australia. Now, San Fran haven't lifted the Lombardi since, I think, 1995. Is there a chance they can do it this time? Well, they will go into this game as favourites. They've got a lot of stars on that team. At the start of the season, we said there may be too many mouths to feed because Christian McCaffrey came across from the Panthers mid-last season. He's probably going to win the Offensive Player of the Year. You've got Debo Samuel, who's so important to them. Brandon Ayuk's their best receiver statistically. George Kittle's a threat at tight end. And they have had a top-five defense throughout the season, although they have been shown a few cracks of late, uh, but they will start as favourites. And I think Brock Purdy has received some unfair criticism, I think, throughout the season. They call him a game manager, someone that just needs to be able to integrate his stars, just run the game plan. Nothing sexy about what they do on offence if Christian McCaffrey's not involved. But what he did against the Lions, not only in the air in the second half, but on the ground, he had a couple of brilliant runs which we haven't seen before. So they, they're they probably in a better shape than they were four years ago when they met the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. But the Chiefs didn't have this kind of defence either. So it's going to be a tough ask for the 49ers in this revenge game for them. 
But I, I, I just can't go past. If I had to pick a quarterback, Peter, that I wanted to save my life, it would be Patrick Mahomes. And we mm. saw that late in the game with that third and long to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, which sealed the deal. He just comes up with these plays at the right times. And either way, though, it should be a cracking game in a cracking stadium in a city that's hosting the Super Bowl for the first time. Yeah, and we'll check in, hopefully, uh, time permitting, uh, with you again uh, before the big match on February the 11th. And, of course, Taylor Swift is going to try and jet back, I believe, from Tokyo, where she's performing in a concert, (laughs) to be there to support Travis Kelsey. That's a nice little side plot to it all. Hasn't she certainly created some, uh, well, unexpected publicity for the NFL? I mean, how good Taylor Swift? She's been in the NFL for one year and she's already made it to a Super Bowl. (laughs) Now, I know the NFL purists, they don't like it when the cameras pan to Taylor Swift in the booth when they're watching a game of NFL. But what we have to understand is the NFL is a global product and if she has helped an influx of half a billion dollars into the NFL, if she has bought hundreds of millions of Swifties to follow the NFL. We're all benefit for it. So good on it. Uh, you know, if they win, will he propose? Won't he? Will she do an impromptu halftime entertainment with Usher? Who knows? But look, it's all a bit of fun, Peter. I think we need to embrace it. Uh, but yeah, she's going to have a busy couple of days going from Japan to Vegas to Melbourne. Yes. For her Melbourne tour. So yeah, little uh, one of the sideshows that we'll be talking about in the lead-up to the big game. And before I let you go, I need to ask you another question. After all, you were a captain of this club for about three seasons. Can Geelong bounce back this season? Well, Peter, everyone's been riding them off for about a decade. Uh, and they continue to find a way. Now, they didn't make the finals this year. They do have a young roster with some ageing stars. Look, it might take them a couple of years to entrench themselves back in the playoffs, but they're going to be a hard team to beat. They're well coached. They've still got some great players. They're only, what are they, 15 months removed from winning a premiership. So I'm not sure how far they'll slide. They'll always be competitive, but I don't really expect them to be in the mix uh, this upcoming season. Uh, but for you guys over there, you'd be hoping for a little improvement out of the Eagles and even the, uh, the Fremantle Dockers. But um, I'm hoping that it's building for both franchises. Yeah, exactly. We're keeping our fingers crossed as well. Good on you, Ben. Thanks for joining us. As I said, hope to touch base with you again before the big event. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Peter. Good on you, Benny Graham. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. Mitch Marsh coming up after the break here on Sports Day WA.